Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris. I'm co-founder of the online magazine, The Refined Woman, and my vision is to create a safe space where we can take off that Superman cape of having it all together and share our stories authentically and honestly. I really believe people are dying for the permission to be vulnerable, to just go there. But it takes someone being willing to go there first. It's my desire to do just that and invite you and others to do the same by removing that shiny mask of perfection and courageously sharing the imperfect journeys of life, spirituality, love, business, and everything in between. Words not for the ears, but for the soul. That is Ariella Astoria's mantra, the word she lives by, the word she breathes and speaks and lives. And today we have this beautiful soul, LA-based Ariel, writer, speaker, and creative on the Refined Collective podcast. I can't wait just to dive in. And let me ask you this. If you are loving what's going on at the Refined Collective podcast, take a moment after this episode with Ariel go to your podcast app, subscribe to us and rate and leave us a review. We'd love to hear what is resonating with you guys about this episode specifically. There's so much goodness in it. I just can't wait to hear how her words, her life, her story impacts you. So thank you for being a part of this tribe. I don't take you your time lightly. Now let's get into this conversation with Ariel. Abide in me, abide in me, and I will show you who I made you to be. Abide in me, abide in me, and I will show you who I made you to be. Abide in me. Abide in me. Have you ever wondered just how long Adam was asleep for before God woke him up? Do you ever stop to think that maybe as he gave Adam a purpose and intention, he showed him everything he had created for him to rule and reign over? And after he spent time with him one-on-one, that he let Adam sleep long enough to do the same with Eve, showed her purpose and intention, showed her everything that he has created for her to rule and reign over. He showed her the same dance around the garden. And while both of them were unaware, all they knew was their maker. All they knew was this being who had created their existence, breathed life into their lungs and purpose into their veins, who had given them the greatest gift they could ever know, himself, a beautiful relationship deep and intimate with their creator. And then, abide in me, abide in me, and I will show you who I made you to love. Abide in me, abide in me, and I will show you who I made you to love. 
See, before they ever knew how to love one another, they knew their life had purpose and intention. They knew who they were before they even met. They knew whose they were before they even met. When's the last time you danced with your creator? When's the last time you heard him whisper your intention and purpose over you? When's the last time you abided so deeply in his presence that you remember the greatest gift you've ever been given? A relationship with the very one who has formed your existence, breathed life into your lungs and purpose into your veins. Imagine that your Adam is still sleeping. And if he is awake and aware, then maybe imagine that your Eve is just waking. There is still calling over your ribs too. There is still dance you have yet to learn, a song you have yet to listen to. But this is not where your story ends. This is where your story begins. And that is the podcast episode for today. (laughs) Ariel. Wow. I am speechless. I have goosebumps all over my body and you, you are such a gift. Like your heart, your words are such a gift. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I just feel like I could feel your heart beating as you were saying the words. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Let's unpack that. Abide abide in I think one of the lines that stood out to me was like when was the last time you danced with your with your maker with your creator and I just want to hear the process for you like how how did you how did you write abide how did you create it and and why yeah so um a lot of what I do as a poet is I'm hired to specifically write pieces for events. Um, so I get mm-hmm. the concept and the theme and the heart and the mission about it. And I kind of turn that into a poem. And so with this piece, um, I've been invited to go to Nashville. I leave Sunday, actually. And I'll be there for a conference called Abound Co. And I am such a simmerer. Like I, I need to kind of soak information in order to process and write about it. And so mm-hmm. with this idea of like, okay, I know I'm talking to women and Karen, the woman who is running it, I was like, okay, here's my content, like questionnaire. Tell me what to write essentially is what I asked her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, I totally trust that you're going to deliver what the women need to hear. And I was like, well, no, no pressure at all. No, no. pressure. Sure. <laughs> and so I've been really just like really just sitting and simmering with this concept of abiding. And I'm such a melodic person in words and also in worship mm. and just in music and in, mm. in general. And so a lot of times I'll come up with these mel- melodies and I have no idea where they come from, but like they're attached to words and everything. And so one day I was literally just driving um a few days ago and I just was like humming it at first and it was like Da, 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 da. And then it turned into words. Um, and then just this resonating aspect of of what it means to abide. And and I am, and a lot of us are as women, just these hustle and bustle and go type of women. Um, but we don't always know what it means to abide, right? There's like a stillness that happens mm-hmm. in that. Um, and this concept of this garden this garden visual, when you are wrapped up in something that beautiful, it's really hard to leave. Um, so you have no choice but to be still 
and to kind of take it all in. And so I felt this beckoning, beckoning a little bit happening uh, with myself where God was just like really kind of pulling me into this very intimate, slow dance kind of space with him. And I just kind of turned that into words, essentially, um, just pulling from that experience a little bit. Yeah. And I, I, I hear that when you're, even when you were speaking the words, like these, these are words, these are phrases that are coming out of you. They're coming out of the space that you're in, the space that you've been. And even, even just when you're saying like, what does it mean to be still? Like when you said that just a second ago, I was like, yeah, what does that feel like? I mean, it's something that I like really strive to do is to be in rest. And, and it can feel so hard for me to just stop and receive, or like you said, like dance with your maker, as opposed to like, well, I have, I run my own business. I need to get these 10 things done. Or for you, you're like, I am speaking at this conference. Like I have to do this thing yet. The invitation is to abide. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. And then it's like, especially within, you know, the concept of, of being single, you know, and being in these spaces of, of not having a relationship. And and it's always so much that we are focusing on because it's like, oh, you know, this whole season is supposed to be about finding that person, you know, but Mm. what if we reworked it? And it's actually about finding out exactly who we are, you know, and who we were meant to be. And obviously that will change and that will grow. But this abiding is like this very secret space where you're like, you can't help but know yourself because you're around the person who made you. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I've had to like come to terms with that a lot, especially just with being asked to, you know, come speak in relationships and things like that. And I'm like, well, I don't have one, (laughs) you know, I don't have one. It's like, how, what other conversation can I have? And so much of that is like, oh my goodness, like the things I'm able to do in this season is what I've been equipped and called to do. And Mm. I can't realize that unless I really have this consecrated time with the person who equipped me to do it. Um, And that abiding has, yeah, just turned into that aspect for me. Yeah. And when I, when I hear you say say those things, I just think so much of just my story, your story of what does it mean to be a woman of faith, a single woman in 2018 in today's culture and living my calling. And I think for a long time, girl, I felt like my life is going to start when that diamond ring is put on my finger. And I had, I was like, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get my MRS degree. Like I'm going to be married by the time (laughs) I'm 21. And that's not what my story has been. And Mm -hmm. I mean, praise God, I can look back 2020 hindsight and I'm like, thank you, God, for not giving me what I wanted when I wanted it. And now I'm 33 and I still have the longing, like the longing is still there. I would love to be a wife. I would love to be a mother, Totally. but my calling isn't dependent on a wedding ring. Yeah. And I think, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Like, it seems like so many women, myself included for a long time was like, I can't even think about my calling or my life or my purpose because it's just, it's only wrapped up in this one thing, my relationship status. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, I mean, that is just 
our 90s purity culture just coming in, mm-hmm. just coming in hot and coming in strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I and that was my senior thesis um, was about the purity culture and and almost this detriment to our identity as women um, and as men even, too. And just this concept of like you go to you know you go to your private christian university or or whatever and so many people are there for their mrs and mr degree mm-hmm. like they are there for it and then you get to the end of that season and i kind of say it's like well what happened like what happens when adele doesn't have a song about you you know like what is then like <laughs> what does that story look like then um yeah. and and is your story any less worthy um is your story mm-hmm. any less full of purpose um because you're not with, in a relationship you know or or have a significant other or married and so much of our identity has come from well yes we are put on this earth to, to reproduce and, and to create life. Absolutely. Um, but first, like, if you think about it, like Mary was given the call to do it first, like her Mm -hmm. as an individual, God trusted that she would be able to, to live out this calling. And, Mm -hmm. and I think we always forget Well, she carried the, like, that's the mother of Jesus. And it's like, yeah, before Mm -hmm. she was the mother of Jesus, she was Mary, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and so I, I am, I am, I, as an oldest child and as a pastor's kid and who grew up Baptist and watched just this paradigm of women, not necessarily having the space to be the entirety and the wholeness of who God has called them to be outside of Mm -hmm. children's ministry and outside of singing worship. You know, like I have been called to preach and to speak and to teach um, just in the same way that a man has been called to teach and to speak and to pe- and to preach. And so little tongue just for that. Um, and <laughs> so I, I, I have had to wrestle, you know, with being too much for people. Mm. Um, I have had to wrestle with this calling and this purpose over my life, not necessarily fitting super well with relationships in this season that I'm in. Um, mm-hmm. and that is like somewhat shifting as of recently, but for the most part, God has made it very clear, like, okay, I need you to know who Ariel Astoria Lita is. Like, I need you to know who this person is. And I need you to know who I've called her to be and what I've called her to do. And that is work. Like that, yeah. that's exhausting and, and time consuming enough as it is. And then he tried to throw another human in there. And you're like, <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I need an app. <laughs> at this right, point. right. Right. And so, yeah. yeah, I just been like having grown up in the church and, and going from Baptist and, and seeing different ways that my mom was like not allowed to speak from the pulpit, but had to speak from the mm-hmm. floor and she was speaking and not preaching and just all these little, these little paradigms have had to show and grow me, um, in terms of who I know that I am and, and what yeah, I yeah. was put here to do and, and encouraging other women, you know, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, not all of us are twos, <laughs> like not all <laughs> of us are helpers and some of us are, but not all of us are helpers. Um, some of us are at the tomb and ready to tell when Jesus is no longer there. And some of right, us right. are, you know, and uh, some of us are fellowshipping and creating the table and, and some of us are pouring oil and perfume on his feet. So it's like, not all of us mm. are twos. And I am like really, really <laughs> passionate about that. <laughs> we can't, yeah, we can't tell, absolutely. So. Yeah. 
I mean, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And so there's a lot that I think I missed from like church culture growing up that I wasn't like traumatized by. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I still, I feel like we all have our own baggage. And I do remember when I became a Christian that I was very acutely aware that I felt really different Mm -hmm. than all of the other Christian women. I had opinions and I challenged people and was like, is that really what the Bible says? Like, I don't know. And I'm going to read it. I'm going to do my own research. And I think what I saw around me was a lot of like quiet, mousy, like no opinion women. And I want to be careful because we're all created differently. Like there are women who like that, like they're more in the background, just as there are men that were created to be more in the background, but they're like, they're, are different types of women that God created and we all reflect different aspects and pieces of his character. But I just remember feeling like I'm not a good Christian because I have a big mouth (laughs) and I have lots to say. And I ended up going to Bible school and I was a Bible major and no one could figure out why I was a Bible major because they're like, but you're a girl. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. but I'm supposed to like use my voice and speak and teach. And they're like, but you can't because you're a girl. And I was like, what do you mean I can't? Because I was so new to the faith. All I knew was the Bible. And so I'm like, but have you read Proverbs 31? Like that is freaking progressive. Like a woman who is running her household and she's business savvy. She's an entrepreneur. Her status in society elevates the status of her husband. She is, she is, serving others. Yes, she is out there. And when I see like Lydia in the New Testament, she was one of the founding members of the early church. And I think it's, there's been this chasm for me over the years. Cause I'm like, I see what this like Western evangelical culture is and has mm-hmm. been. And I'm not saying all of it's Absolutely. bad. I'm not, but there's felt for me a chasm uh-huh. between that and, and what I read about God's heart for women mm-hmm. in the Bible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like in light of that, like I just even let's go going back to your poem abide. I mean, you talk about, you talk about Adam being put mm-hmm. to sleep and I've never heard anyone else say what you said. You're like, but, but what about yeah. Eve? Like how long was mm-hmm. Adam asleep? Like, I'd love to hear more of like you unpacking that part. Yeah. So Actually, one of the very first events that I did was a singles women's conference and um, I did a poem for it and it was really neat. And one of the women who was, she was sharing, she, she said that concept. And I mean, that was like four years ago now and it's wrecked me every year since. And what she had said was like, do you ever wonder if God spent just as much time with Eve as he did with Adam? And I was Mm. like, shoot. Yeah. Like, and then I started really diving into it and like, you don't really know, like technically, okay, everything was finished by the seventh day, but there are 24 hours in a day. Um, and, and, and to what capacity did God realize, oh, this man should not be by himself. You know, was that like mm-hmm. mid six day? Was that like end six day? And then he put him to sleep and he had, you know, his full REM. <laughs> like, what, like, what did God just spend a whole eight hour day with Eve? Like, and then my mind just like, 
spiraled into this, like, how long was he sleep for? And then like this really beautiful, like dance. I like, I'm such a theater arty, artsy person that I go into this mm-hmm. whole like musical scene where <laughs> like God is like showing them around the garden. And then he like puts them to sleep and then creates Eve and wakes her up. And before she even knew that there was a man anywhere near or for her, mm-hmm. she only knew her creator. Mm-hmm. And I think if we, especially for me, just like in my singleness, like so much of it. I mean, I don't even really like using that singleness. Like it's just life right now. <laughs> like it's just right. life. someone else is going to come in another story. Another character is going to be introduced into the story, but it's just mm-hmm. life, you know? And so, but in this season, in this part of my story where I am the primary character, I love this concept of like, all I need to know is my creator. You know, all I need to know is the one who made me and what he made me for and what he, and like, look at this garden. Like, look what I have for you. Look what I created for you. Look at all this bounty and this beauty. And then he's like, "Uh uh-oh, but wait, aha, I have more. You know, it's like this later, this later surprise, but it's not the only goodness. It's in addition to the goodness we've already Mm. experienced and, and really clinging to that. And I really have only come to terms with it within this past year, really, and just really settling into, into this space of who I am and really not having that loneliness as much anymore because it exists. We are made to be in relationship with each other and that is a part of who we are. Um, so that need and that longing desires is there. And I don't think God, um, takes, I don't think God dismisses that, you know? Um, but I think he also is like, no, but like, imagine this, like the first thing your eyes open to is me, you know, and that's all, you know, until I bring someone else into the character Mm -hmm. until I add someone else into the story. So Mm -hmm. that's been something I've really just been like so sweetly wrecked by, um, and, and really encouraged by at the same time. Mm. Well, and along those lines, even, even if, even when, that person comes along your path, like your eyes are still on the maker, right? Like that, my, my husband, my boyfriend, the person I'm dating was never designed to take my eyes off the maker. Like if anything, it's like, let me push you, let me point you back to that. And um, like, it's not like the, the climax in the goal of life is for not, is not for me to have a wedding ring, even though I really, really want a big fat wedding ring. Like I'm talking, I want a big diamond. I've waited this long. I want a big one, (laughs) Um, but it's not who I am. And it's not the climax. The climax is, I love what you're saying. Like this dance, this rhythm, this, this like eye contact with, with who God is and then connecting with who he made me to be. And then if that time comes, who he made us to be as a, as partners. So I, I think that's like such a beautiful thing that you're experiencing. This episode of the Refined Collective Podcast is brought to you by my very own resource guide called Moving Through Fear. Now I created this resource guide based off my own journey and process of moving through my own insecurities fear narratives and limiting beliefs 
And let me tell you guys, if you're looking for a 10-step guide to freedom, you're in the wrong place because I'm no expert. I am on the journey with you, offering you tools graciously given to me over the years. So my prayer is that through this guide, you will know, believe, and experience that truth defeats fear and lies, that you are worth fighting for and you are not alone. So grab my free guide, Moving Through Fear, on the website, therefinedwoman.com slash freebie. That's F-R-E-E-B-I-E. And remember, I am on the journey with you. If you're willing and open to share, I would just love to hear, like, what are some of those things that you feel like are have been like dug up within you in this time as yeah. you're like, all right, this is who I am. Yeah. Like, are there things that you're like, ooh, ooh, I'm not so, I don't really know that was there. Yeah. Or are there things that you've been surprised by? <laughs> I mean, there's, in, in, in terms of learning about yourself, there's always those shadow spaces, you know, that you, mm. you probably ignore. And I mean, I am a, through and through Enneagram type four. And, and so my feelings mm. dominate everything and I don't know how to not have them dominate everything. And I'm really, really learning a balance of like my, my background is in psychology. And so mm. I went to school to understand how the mind works, how people work, why they work the way they work. And also in return to learn about how I work as well and emotionally and mentally and spiritually. And so as of recently, like I have had to really challenge myself and be like, all right, not everything has to hurt your feelings. <laughs> you know, like no. not, not everything has to hurt, baby girl. Let's, let's get <laughs> with this and really assess and, and kind of separate. All right. Did where my feelings actually hurt from that or mm. was it something entirely different? And then I usually am like, ah, I'm fine, you know, and I can, I can walk <laughs> away from it. But I really have to sit and, and do that hard work with myself of like, mm. okay, I don't think that I actually hurt your feelings. Let's let's be a little logical in here. Let's add a little bit of reason in here and really sift mm. through that um, and really navigate through that. And I, again, like anything, I'm, I, I'm such a sponge. And I mean that in a lot of different ways. It's like, I just soak and feel up a lot of things all the time and it's exhausting sometimes um, and really knowing what I need to pick up and what I need to let go and leave there and, and, and really navigating through what is my responsibility to feel and feel deeply because it can't be everything because I will be an old wrinkly 40 year old woman who just like all my wrinkles are just going to be every story and every heartbreak I ever mm. carried around with me. Um, and, and so really navigating through that. And also I love, I, I went somewhere and, um, they really challenged people just in terms of like, you have this list of who you think you want but who's to say that you're the person on their list? Like, mm. like who's to say that you are who they need just because you're like, oh, I want them to be this and this and this. And he reads his Bible and has loved Jesus. But like, when's the last time you picked up your Bible? You know, like when's the last time you mm. spent? And I was like, yo, like that, <laughs> that one, uh-oh, got me, you know? And, yeah, and, yes. and really just like, how do I work? on myself, you know, and as a PK and sometimes just 
just Christianity and lingo, I'm like, we're freaking weird and really having to like navigate <laughs> through like what's so watered down and numbing to me um, because mm-hmm. I am used to it and because I did grow up in it and and really finding ways where my fire still exists and, and, and having this rebellious-ish moment where I'm like, all right, I know you exist in a church. I know you exist at worship nights. I want to find where else you are. I want to go in all the yeah, places yeah. people tell me you're not and I want to find you there. Um, and if mm-hmm. you're not there, then you're bringing me there. So then that automatically puts you in the mix. Um, and mm-hmm. and really just like, I mean, that was a, those are a, a few different things where he's really been challenging me on. And, um, and yeah, and also a really big thing is just like, what do you want? Um, and, mm-hmm. and me having a really hard time answering that because I am so people oriented and I'm like, no, no, no. What do you want? Like, where do you, where do you want to go? What do you want me to want? Yeah. What do you, well, I'm just going to want, you know, and that's, I don't, that's like the level of being the oldest and, and, and being in ministry and Mm. just always making sure there's harmony in places, but never really asking myself what it is I desire and what it is I want. And so really putting it into motion, like, yeah, I'd like him to have blue eyes. I really want that, you know, and like kind mm-hmm. of being okay with that ask and with that declaration and not feeling like it's silly or it's dumb or it's not going to happen. Um, because if it's a desire of yours, then it is valid. Um, and it's, in it's rightful mm-hmm. self. And so that has probably been the biggest thing is just mentors being like, well, what do you, what do you want? And I'm like, Oh, that's not relevant. And they're like, no, no, no. It absolutely is. And being able to articulate that is so hard for me um, because I automatically go into it's selfish. um, It's not about you. You know, this weird level of being humble, but also um, Mm. still having human desires (laughs) and wants and needs and balancing balancing those two things has been a challenge for sure. Uh, So what are some of those things like that you've put towards yeah that you've been like whether it's like well I shouldn't want that so I'm not going to put that out I'm not going to say that out loud or like I don't want to be that specific because what if that's not what God has for me like are there any really specific things that you have like courageously said actually this is what I want and have you seen any of those things come to fruition oh my gosh um the first thing was every year my friend and I start the year with going on some type of trip and we just dream about what we want and what we expect and what we hope for in that year. And so last year I was like, I really want to travel. Like I really want to take what I do and expand it out of California. And that summer I had gone to New York, Thailand and Kauai, kind of like all in like a two month time frame. And wow. I was like, oh snap, like just really floored. And I had forgotten that I had, I had set up my year with that ask, um, until I really sat with it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was absolutely granted. Um, and even, even on the other end of, uh, of relationally, just like knowing that I want someone who's super kind and not just kind to people that are in their close circle, but the people around him, um, like who mm-hmm. is he to the waiter and like, who is he to the barista and like, who is he to the people uh, around us? And, um, and, and watching that, um, 
platform into a human being, um, which I will tread lightly on that. But um, yeah, <laughs> just these little things are the blue eyes. It's actually like a really funny thing. I've, I have mean, I've always had crushes on boys with like swishy hair and skateboard tendencies for like years. <laughs> and that's always been me. And I had to like write a poem about it and turn it into a whole thing. But that really was like a desire. And as I dated um, outside and in different races and within my own, I was, I still kept coming back to that. And I was like, Lord, mm-hmm. are you going to shake this or like, or is this like actually going to happen somewhere? And so, yeah, even just like watching that show up and, and, and people in my life recently. And, Mm. um, it's been a really sweet thing where you're like, Oh gosh, even, even in my quietest of whispers, you're still listening. Um, Mm. and even in my like smallest of desires and wants and needs, you take them and you consider the whole of them. Um, and yeah, just like that. It's that really fun thing where you're like, oh, if you say it on your phone, all the ads are going to pop up the next day. Yeah. Like, like God really does listen, you know, whether you instinctively yeah. sit there and pray about it, he knows anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and he listens yeah. anyway. And so those have kind of been the really sweet spaces that that has shown up this idea of quote unquote manifestation or um, just like calling out your desires and, and believing that there's a God who wants to grant them to you and for you. Yeah. And even if he doesn't, yeah, like it's okay. Yeah, like God is still good. Exactly. And, yeah. And what yeah. God has for you is, is going to be better. That's the thing mm-hmm. we like, our desires and our wants are great. But at the end of the day, he's going to give us what he, what we need. You know, he's going to mm-hmm. give us what, what propels us and strives us more towards who he has created us to be and what he has created mm-hmm. to do. And if that is in line with our desires and his desires, perfect. And sometimes we're going to have those moments where you're like, this is not, this is not what I asked for, you know, but then you like, you, totally. you have it and you're like, oh, well, actually this ended up being better. You know, um, yeah. and most my whole life is is essentially that. <laughs> so, right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like for a long time I like skirted the issue with God. Mm. Like I would say, you know, like God bless my life. Like these like blanket, yeah. not so specific prayers, and or I would feel like okay. I don't want to pray that I make a lot of money because if I make a lot of money, like that's bad. Like yeah. it's bad to like pray for success. Um, yeah, yeah, or yeah. it's, I honestly like had this limiting belief for a really long time that like, if God had a man for me, that I would have to have a really massive compromise. Mm. Like I would either be with like a Christian guy that I was like completely bored with and not sexually attracted to at all. Yeah. Or I would like find a guy that like didn't share my faith, but was like awesome and engaging. And I just like, so I didn't really pray about it a lot. I'd be like, God, just like bring me the man you have for me. Yeah. Because I was so scared that if I actually prayed for something specific Mm. that if it didn't happen, that said something about me as opposed to like, God might have a different plan. But I, I think underneath that, I was just really scared of being disappointed yeah. and feeling hurt. Like, oh, here I am again praying. And and this is silly that I'm praying. And I would just judge myself for what I wanted. Mm. Um, and then I feel like recently I was like, this was like a couple of years ago now. I was reading Psalm 139 and it says like, 
like before a word is on my lips, God knows it all together. Yeah. And so I was like, man, so even when I'm like skirting around the issue and like not really being honest and not really believing for big things for my life, like Ephesians 3, not a him who is able to do abundantly more than I could ask or hope. Like the God that created like the universe and like breathed life into existence, like knows what I want. Mm -hmm. So I actually have the permission to be fully honest with myself with God. And it's not embarrassing or shameful to admit that these are the things I want. Um, And then like, then God's going to do what God's going to do. But at least, I don't know if you've experienced this, but like, I felt like such an internal shift when I actually gave myself permission to be okay with what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is the part where you're like, Ooh, I still want this whether or not it happens, right? Like I I desire mm-hmm. this whether or not it happens. And oh like and I, and 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 just saying something you want it just it does elicit the response to be disappointed. You know, like at some mm-hmm. point because because God is he is he is um not tricky, but he is specific in a way that he is like, "All right, I see that this is what you want." But I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it in and in, in dough and I'm not gonna wrap it in in like crunchy paper. You know, like but it's the same, <laughs> but it's the same thing and still something we want, you know, but it's gonna look mm-hmm. a little bit different because it has to also be coded in what we need. Um mm-hmm. and and that is the part where you're like, oh, if I put this down on paper, if I say this out loud, then this has to turn into a, oh, no, I didn't get it. You know, there's always that level of like, mm. I'm not going to post about it because if it doesn't happen, then I don't want to have to like follow up and, 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 you know, have to tell people that it didn't happen. But I'm like, well, just tell people it didn't happen. Things don't happen all the mm. time in life, but we're so, right. you know, we're so scared and we're so caught up with like having to disappoint who, you know, like other Mm. people, um, ourselves, like, and it's not a disappointment. It's just that door closed because it wasn't meant for you to open, but we're so caught up on this door closing that we pay no attention to the fact that he's opening another one, you know? And, and so kind of that twofold, that twofold space of just like, it, it's not just no, now it's not going to look like how you think it's going to look, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be yeah. exactly to your blueprint, but it is going to be good and it is going to be necessary mm-hmm. to your story. And it is going to be still a part of you moving forward and, and who you are and what you were put here to do. But no, it's not going to look like how you think it's going to look. And it, mm-hmm. I think it's better that way, you know? Yeah. Well, and how many times have you looked back at your own life and are like, I'm so glad that (laughs) that person that I was praying, God, please just change his heart. Please just make him notice me. I'm like, oh God, thank you. I dodged a bullet. Jesus, you are a protector. You are a shield. Because you're God. What was I thinking? You know? Oh my God. So much of that. It's like, and he's like, I know, you know, it's fine. Let's move. Let's move. He's like, I got you. I got you. you. And they're, they're like the bullets you feel that, you know, you dodge like while you're still in it. Those are the crazy Mm -hmm. ones. But I mean, I haven't really dated. And so like I've had dates and I, I have been in long conversations with people over a span of months, Mm -hmm. but I haven't like Mm -hmm. had a quote unquote boyfriend since you know, high school, mm. which doesn't really count for a whole lot, a lot of times. Um, hey, you count yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll count it. We'll count it. We'll count it. For just for, for 
<laughs> for numbers, for numbers. For data's sake, for data's sake, you know? And so even I'm like, if we're not counting high school, I'm screwed. <laughs> Even in that, I'm like, I like the like God knows me because like I'll fall in love off of a knee touch, you know? Like I will get butterflies Girl. from like a from a pope, you know. So I just know mm. he knows me and he knows the boundaries mm. and and to what extent I need to be put in to, to learn and to grow and to be challenged. And he also knows what I don't, you know, and I have been really fortunate. Yeah to not have a ton of soul ties that will make a relationship really complicated mm. when it does come about, you know, and, mm. and I don't have yeah. all these loose ends and these, and these heart heart wounds that I have to refigure out and try to clean up for someone else to show up in the picture. Like, you know, I don't have that really. And I'm really fortunate to, to not have that, you know, mm. but I, again, it's like that, where's my Boaz, you know, like, where's mine, mm-hmm. you know? And I stopped jokingly saying mm-hmm. that because I was like, I'm actually, okay. Like I have friends who are married mm-hmm. and I know that that is going to be a heart and a hard work when it comes about. And, and when that season happens, mm-hmm. it happens, but it's like, Ooh, I just need to like be able to say what I mean, you know, like I need to be able to yeah. just not bite my tongue and actually express myself. Like so many little things that we need to figure out for ourselves before mm-hmm. we can ever be who we need to be with another person. Yeah. I mean, I just think that's like such a, it's a good and beautiful point. And I feel like it's not a podcast episode. If I don't even, if I don't make one Beyonce reference, (laughs) um, (laughs) but on the song, she says, you turned out to be the best thing I never had. Like the whole song is about like, you know, she's like so in love with this person and she wants it to happen and it doesn't happen. And it's only in hindsight that she's like, holy cow. Like, thank God I dodged the bullet. Like, whoa. And, and I think that's where like life is such a tension. Like you're saying, like I can, in one hand, I hold the desire, the longing, not yet fulfilled the, I do want to be married. Like for me, I'm like, I want to be married in two years. I want to have a baby in three years. And I can't believe I just said that out loud on the podcast. (laughs) Um, But like, I mean, I am like specific with God and it took me like a long time to get there. Cause I felt like, if that doesn't happen, I'll feel so sad. Um, but like, he already knows my heart. So why don't I just tell him all the things I want? Cause he already knows. And he's not like a genie in the bottle. That's gonna there to like serve me at my demand. Like he cares more about our wholeness than our satisfaction and our comfort, but he's a good father that wants good things for his daughters. And like back to your poem, like He's, he's the creator. He's the maker that wants to dance in rhythm with his daughters and that wants to spend time with us. And so the tension of, yes, I am living my calling and my purpose. And I also still have desire. Like it's a both. And, and even when I married, there are going to be painful, hard moments where I will be like, man, back when I was single, I could do whatever I wanted with my money, whatever I wanted with my time. Didn't have to hang here with this loser. Uh, no, absolutely. <laughs> I literally just did a talk a few a few days ago with um with college students, and I was like, "Look, y'all, honestly, half of you don't need to be in a relationship because you don't even know who you are." So I'm just gonna throw that one out there. And then also, <laughs> like, I realize that there, I am a lot. And my mom calls me a lot. And I used to say it's too much, but it's not too much. I'm just a lot. And I, and I've come to terms with, I, 
I am a lot. And, and whoever, wherever he is, he's going to have to take the whole of me because it's not going anywhere. And, Mm -hmm. and, and knowing that I am passionate and I am a feeler and all these things. And, and I was like, and plus I can get on a plane and not have to tell anyone that I'm getting on a plane, except maybe my parents, you know, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like I'm leaving again, just so you know, love you guys. <laughs> I can see you when I land, you know. And so it's like, for mm-hmm. the most part, I have no budget, like with another person to try and refigure out to see if I can go somewhere or if I can buy this coffee. Like, there's so much freedom and beauty and fun and whimsiness in this season, and mm-hmm. we are so often gonna miss out on it. And of course, the grass is always greener on the other side, right? You talk to people who are in relationships and they're like, oh, I miss being single or I miss having that freedom or whatever. And we want it and vice versa. And you're always going to want what what you don't have. And that's just kind of a flaw Mm. of our humanity. And and that's real. But at the same time, like enjoy the season that you're in. If you're in this season of freedom and fullness and living travel, go have happy hour with your friends, you know, like just do the things that are meant to be full and beautiful in this season. And then if you start dating, then start dating. And and I'm really big, sorry, I'm really big on just taking each season as it comes, just like it's its own meal. And like, what are the flavors in it? Um, what is the presentation of it? And just like, enjoy it. Life is already so chaotic and so wild and so hard um, for us not to find those really beautiful and necessary moments in every season um, because the challenges are going to come and the harder moments are going to come. And the nights where we're laying on our floor listening to John Mayer's Dreaming with a Broken Heart, it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, that hit, that hit close. Yeah. That hit real it's close. It's going to happen. <laughs> and we got to take each and every season as it comes, that means the beauties and mm. are going to be beautiful and the highs are going to be high and the lows are going to be lows. And we got to take in every part of each one of them. Mm. Yes. 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 And amen. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you for sharing your heart. And I just want to hang out with you like right yeah. now. Like, can we go to that yoga oh class God. together? Please, let's come. <laughs> well, let me just hop on a plane. I'll be right there. I'll see you at the class. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Awesome. Um, I just want, just as we close, if there is just like one thing you wish you could tell your younger self, maybe yourself mm-hmm. like 10 years ago, maybe the self that thought she was too much. Mm-hmm. What is it that your younger self needed to hear? Oh man. It's funny because my younger self was so quiet and introverted and she hid a lot. And I think she mm. needed to um, in order to realize the importance of of not hiding and kind of always now being on stages and in lights and like the most intimate and like sometimes vulnerable parts of who I am being broadcasted to mm. the world. Um, and so I think I would just tell her that she has no idea what what's in store for her. Um, that she has no idea how her voice that she's so afraid of is going to be used, um, and how her her acceptance and freedom in her own body is going to unlock doors of freedom and acceptance for so many other women. Um, and yeah, I would just tell her to like just take it and take everything. And, um, and take nothing for granted. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I think that's what I would tell her. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, I definitely needed to hear that. Thank Um, you. Well, just as we're ending, I just want people to know where they can find you, where they can keep up with what you're doing, where you're speaking. Yeah. Yeah. So all things Ariella Astoria, A-R-I-E-L-L-E-E-S-T-O-R-I-A on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and Spotify and iTunes. And I have two books of poetry on Amazon as well. One of them is actually under my actual last name. So good luck finding that. <laughs> and um, yeah, I post pretty much everything on Instagram. I'll be in Nashville in a few days um, and then back for a conference in San Diego. So if you're in any of those places, I would love to hang out with you. Oh my gosh. I love it, girl. Well, I can't wait for people to hear this and I can't wait to hang out with you in real life one day. Um, yes. Oh, yes. It's going to happen. Let's make, let's make this happen. This is going to happen. Yes, this is just the beginning. Yes. <laughs> I'm saying out loud what I want and I want to be yes. real life friends with you. <laughs> God's going to do what he's going to do. <laughs> I receive it and I double that. <laughs> All right. Well, have fun in your yoga class and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Okay. Kat Harris, and you've been listening to the Refined Collective Podcast. You can follow our journey on Instagram at The Refined Woman, our website, therefinedwoman.com, for show notes, other features and interviews, and a deeper look into our tribe. Find us on iTunes, The Refined Collective. Subscribe, rate, review, and leave us some love. Join me next time, and thank you so much for listening. And one last thing, in case you ever forget, you are not alone. Your story matters, and you belong here.